morning coffee edition of Free Ballers. Uh, by the time you hear this, you'll probably be on dinner time. But, you know, yeah, we'll, still, we'll still imagine that you're here with us in spirit. It's John, Alex, and our morning Joe. <laughs> John uh, and Alex in the mo- 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 morning. Turn it on and rip the knob off. <laughs> um, well, you know, being as... Uh, being that I am a benevolent and uh, and merciful <laughs> producer, I Ooh. feel like it's only fair that uh, I think we need a little drum roll, and then I and I think you, we need to clear out ISO John and oh. just speak, just say it with your chest, just speak, speak what you're feeling about uh, Game Three. The motherfucking Heat are gonna lose this series in six games. <laughs> <laughs> The Celtics are the motherfucking balls, all right? No balls. one sweeps no one sweeps the motherfucking Celtics, all right? <laughs> how many how many more 20 point scorers do we need? Is four enough for y'all? I guess not, okay? Does Gordon Hayward uh need to get paid 32 million to score six points a game to get us to a win? You goddamn right he does, all right? <laughs> it's worth every it's worth every goddamn cent, all right? <laughs> We're gonna oh. drown. We're gonna drown the heat in the goddamn Charles River, where all the <laughs> the dumb duck boats are. And uh, y'all, y'all, th- y'all thought, y'all thought, y- you thought for the briefest of moments that you were gonna just run away with this shit. Y'all had so much confidence, so much confidence. But now you're up two one, and you're just feeling scared, just scared, scared as hell. In support of the Celtics, no heat whatsoever. Be- being used at Wahlburgers right now. Just everything <laughs> is just raw. Just cold. Cold as hell. They're very, uh, they take this very seriously. Who's going to win it? The Celtics. Because there's no other reason why. The Celtics are the balls. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Nah, but um, yeah, on a side note, y'all fucking suck. No. <laughs> but, uh, Brad Stevens about to turn Duncan Robinson into like an all all defensive team defender like by the end of the series <laughs> uh, because they're like targeting his ass. It's that guy. Look, I think that okay. I I I can almost see the case for that terrible flagrant call that Jalen got, but um, I I think I think just a simple offensive foul would have been fine. I don't think he meant to really slam. I think he's smarter than to know that he, he shouldn't at the end of the game, like get a flagrant foul against Duncan Robinson, like yeah. with the refs standing right there. I don't think the refs, uh, the refs were pissing me off throughout the whole game, as I'm sure they were probably pissing off Boston people as well. Mm. And I feel like that call was a makeup call for like stupid shit. They had already did, you know, but, okay. um, again, though, I'm, I'm still glad that it didn't, like we said last time, I don't think it affected like the outcome of the game, like at the very no. end. Um, as a, from a heat point of view, um, like, yeah, I mean, he, he bashed Dragic in the face, but like I said, um, I think they gave him the flagrant because that he got bashed so many times in the face previously, some of which were his fault. Well, yeah, hold on. You you got, so he bashed Robinson in the face. Oh yeah. No, but I'm saying Goran, Goran took some shots to the face. So they were making up for the Dragic hits earlier. I think so. I think so. Oh, okay. Okay. But, um, you know, heat point of view, I think that uh, they they shot horrible from three and they missed. I think it was something like, uh, 
let me, let me get it here just to not be stupid. Um, <laughs> they had 11 more uncontested field goal attempts than the Celtics. So they had 11 more like wide open shots, mm-hmm. but they only made one more open shot than the Celtics. And uh, they shot 34, they shot 34% on wide open, nobody around shots. So really? uh, yeah, if they just shot their season average for three, we're talking about a different game. You know what I mean? So shoot, uh, if Duncan Robinson makes both of those two free throws, that's a slightly different game too. Cause yeah, he, yeah you're right. It was, it was one Oh nine, one Oh one when that happened. So if he makes both of those, it's a six point game. So yeah, basically two basically two possessions. Right. Yeah. So yeah. No so I'm sitting there like <laughs> no religion. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's you're mainly quoting Forrest Gump, but I know oh, yeah. it's a Beatles song. Yeah, Yo, for sure. I only no, quote Forrest Gump. No religion. No religion. No possessions, too. <laughs> That's like a heat assistant coach in the last couple minutes. Like, no possessions. Go <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh damn. No, it uh, it, interview uh, interview Duncan Robinson after the game. He's like, I got shot. <laughs> In the butt socks. <laughs> they interview because he's a sniper. You know what I'm saying? No, I get, yeah, I get it. No, it's just like it's just uh, you. I haven't heard Forrest Gump lines in so long. Anyways, I believe he said he had to go pee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to see that. Uh, another great win where no lead felt safe. I mean, they got to as much as I think 20 at some point. Yeah. Uh, isn't that crazy a, though? But it's like, you, you know, it's not going to stay that the way. whole game. I didn't yeah. care. I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, this is not, I said more, like, this is not enough. Like I want more like with a, you know, in the matrix two, when the, the fucking agent Smith keeps bringing more and more agents out. I'm like, no, not enough. Just, just more, just drown them in points. I don't care. Um, True. Yeah. Can't let up. Can't let up. Um, Jimmy, I noticed noticed they were hunting Duncan a lot. And, uh, in the first half they were hunting him and it worked as in ISO situations. Yes. They were picking on him. No, they they should. Perfect strategy. They, they also adapted to the zone. They were putting, you know, like you're supposed to do. They were putting someone at the free throw line area, right in the middle of it. it. And -hmm. that worked as well. I will say that, um, they must have talked to him in halftime or something and realized, like, hey, bro, you're getting picked on. But Duncan Robinson's defense, like, in the third quarter, I've never seen him play that good of defense in my life. Yeah, you're so, right. They called so him out. It may have propelled him. You know, this might be good for him. But that being said, uh, you know, it was too late by at that point. You know what I mean? The damage had been done. But someone like him, like it, it almost, I mean, it, he can play as great a defense as he wants, but Marcus Smart's going to back him down. Like that's one of the, exactly. that's one of the, that, that's a play as, specifically I thought of when he had him in the post. And I was like, wow, Marcus Smart doesn't do ISO posts like ever, but if you got Duncan Robinson, go at him and then try to draw fouls. Right. And then get yeah. him out of the game. So that's the goal. He's going to have main, to, that's the main guy they're targeting. Yes. Yeah. He's going to have to fight against that all series because that's, you know, that's his biggest thing is staying on the floor. You know, you know, he can shoot to stay on the floor, but or if the, if the heat can find a way to get to, to double and get him off of somebody or something, or just try and switch somehow, uh, just to, just to avoid him getting mismatches. But I don't even know who, like who, like who, if you have to tell Duncan Robinson to guard somebody, like if you're, if you're, you know, strategizing, you know, who, who do you tell him to guard? 
Yeah, I know. His his by default matchup is a nightmare. It's like uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Brown, I believe. Yeah, and Jalen <laughs> Brown, J- like, Brown will, I mean, not going to work. Yeah, he's going to eat his lunch. So uh, um, One thing yeah. I'll say about Duncan is in the second half, he put in a, a better defensive effort. And uh, besides that, you know, you, you need him to do that every time. But besides that, uh, he's 6'8", which is easy to, to sleep on. Um, he doesn't six, look 6'8". Eight. Eight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he can, in some situations, you know, he has he can remember that he's 6'8", and use that to his... Uh, yeah, his his height should be, a, should be a thing, yeah. I mean, when he... Um, when he bodied up Jalen Brown and fouled him first, basically, uh, that's, uh, before that's why Jalen Brown, I, I mean, I was telling you yesterday, I didn't realize, uh, we're all over the place, by the way. I didn't yeah, realize right. that like the, the rip through is like a legal move technically. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's an identified move. Yeah. So it's like a legal it's, I mean, it's not like in the rule book, but the rest see it as you're allowed to pull the ball around uh around your your head i guess right and so if you're if you get incidental contact from that it's kind of the defender's fault for being too close i guess yeah from which that sounds kind of like bs to me but i remember like kd was doing it a lot and then the following season they Mm. started they had like rules around it and i believe if you see someone do a rip through you'll see the ref do a rip through motion and all that oh, that really? means, yeah, all that that means is because it was a rip through, you ain't getting a shooting foul. You know what I mean? Wow. Because you initiated that yourself, that contact. So, but if you get fouled on a rip through move, it's still a foul, but you'll get the ball side out of bounds. You know what I mean? This, unless that's you're my, in the penalty. Yeah, unless you're in the bonus. But that's yeah. my understanding of it. That like, uh, you know, they were tired of seeing guys get to the line with the rip through move. So now they call it out like the ref will do with this funny looking rip through motion. And then it's, <laughs> it's side out of bounds. Interesting. OK, uh, what were you going to say about Jimmy, though? Um, he um, he's he seemed um, quiet the, during the game. Um, he was still effective in doing things like when he I mean, he had some baskets that I was like, God damn, how did he fucking score there? But um, there seems to be a point where I think he he's the point getter on the team essentially like if 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 nobody if if the team is having troubles he has to be the guy who decides to like turn off the defense and just start to get and just focus on getting points for sure especially in the fourth he did not do that this game i think that's i think no. maybe spo may have uh, a talk with him and say look this is your like you're the most talented player on the team offensively so you i mean i i, I mean i'm sure he's told him this before and i'm sure he knows but like he needs to uh, be more aggressive and take control. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he had some unstoppable like moves where he just like, they were putting smart on him and he just went right by. And I, I, I was like, damn man, he, he can do that anytime at any moment. Yeah. I think something was going on with him. Um, I think he might be playing through a number of like nagging injuries, but they're not the type of injuries where he can't ball the fuck out. Obviously no, as he looked fine. Seen. So I think maybe this rest will do him good. Like uh, there was actually, when the Heat were still in the game in one of the final plays and they benched him. And when they asked Spo, why did he do that? He said, there's no injury, like no reason to panic that they just wanted to get something really fast. You know what I mean? And Jimmy is not like, he's not Duncan Robinson for three. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't even notice they benched him. Yeah. I, that, but I, but I would have, I, I would have said the same thing. Like why, why bench your best player? Basically yeah, both, uh, both Jimmy and Ugudala had played an oddly low amount of uh, minutes in the second half. And I believe uh, Igudala, it's been the last two games, he's had back problems. 
where like after halftime, his back stiffens up. Like he can't get loose again. And um, I think it's just from being old, you know what I mean? But yeah. um, that's, we definitely need him because he puts, he adds to the defense. And also like uh, I was talking about last episode with just ball handling. Like it's really nice, as you saw with Gordon Hayward in the last game, hmm. to have a guy you can trust hold the ball, like in addition to your main guys. Sure, um, of course. But yeah, I think we'll see some more Iguodala and some more Jimmy in the fourth quarter in game four is my yeah opinion. if that should be that should be their adjustment um yeah hey speaking of hayward uh comes in score i think he had he literally had like six five and four i think was his stat line um yeah prototypical nothing, hayward game like if you double those minutes he's got like he's Crystal got Light 12, lebron numbers yeah he's like 15 10 and, and and eight or something like that yeah um but yeah no that's uh but it's it's the stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet for him. Uh, it's his ability to break down the zone. It's his ability to handle the ball. Um, he's just another body on the floor. He's a guy who has a reputation and he's on the floor. Like, you know, he can put the ball down and score. You know, he can shoot. So he spreads the spreads the defense out. Um, so just having him out there, it, apparently, I mean, I don't know if it was the entire key to the game. I'm sure the Celtics did other things, but man, it was uh, it was invaluable. I mean, absolutely invaluable. Yeah. Yeah, to uh, to use the Spo quote, um, he always used to talk about Chris Bosh as being like a pressure release valve, like that when mm. it seemed, uh, during the big three era, when I it like, seemed like uh, we couldn't buy a bucket, you know what I mean? Or just we're in a real monkey, just fucking muddy portion of the game. Uh, Chris Bosh, like 18 foot jumper, uh, always money, you know what I mean? Like mm. always money. And that takes pressure off the other guys. And I feel like uh, Hayward acted as uh, the same thing. He was like a pressure release valve for the Celtics, but not necessarily with just scoring, you know, but um, just think about it. Like if they're, let's say the shot clock uh, dwindled down, you had a little trouble getting it past half court or something. And now all of a sudden there's only like seven seconds left. And uh, instead of fucking semi Ojale has the ball in their hands, <laughs> right? Yeah, Gordon Hayward has the ball in their hands, and yeah. that feels so much better, you know? Yeah, he can Whether handle he it. Scores or not, he's going to make a good uh, decision. He makes good decisions. He's um, yeah, it, it, defense is, is suspect, but he makes good decisions and w- with the ball. Um, I mean, he had a, that that nice little pass to Tice. He had a he had a, a, a like he, he uh, pump faked a three and then stepped back and then and then switched it. And I was like, oh damn, man, that's uh, that's 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 vintage Gordon Hayward right there. That's uh, that's leading the Utah Jazz and scoring uh, Gordon Hayward. So um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'd hate he might be he might be like the little X factor here that just that that takes the series over. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I think um, like cocky heat fan of me wants to say that that's probably the best that the Celtics can play, mm. and we like withstood the storm. Like obviously we lost, <laughs> but it wasn't like you know we didn't let the blowout just be the end of it. Like sure. they fought back into the game. But I will say that uh, if there's if there's something I can expect from the Celtics in like to improve from this game. It would be that. It would be that Gordon Hayward. Uh, he's only going to get more comfortable, and his minutes are going to go up. So um, they're going to have to think about what he does to the to the team. Um, as far as defensively, the Heat are going to have to think about like, uh, which I'm sure they already have, of just like how he impacts the game. I mean, you essentially. I mean, I I know I hate to to brag, but you guys have four. There's four All Stars now. You have to to worry about scoring. I yeah. mean, Tatum's yeah. a first time All Star and now an All NBA guy. Uh, Jalen's technically never been there, but he basically is an All Star. He was the leading scorer in the last game. Um, 
Hay- Hayward, we, Hayward, we know, and Kemba, we know. So, I mean, any one of those guys can just can score at will and take over a game. So it's uh, it becomes uh, it's it's a little daunting, I would think. Yeah, it's definitely something that I think um, before the trade that the Heat made, they they had a hard time handling that. And you can see it uh, exemplified in the regular season games where the Celtics just beat mm-hmm. us every time. Mm-hmm. Um, the trade that they made, though, gives them enough wing defenders, I feel, that they can uh, they can fight with that a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. um, you got those four guys, and then uh, we don't have... They're not four All-Stars or two All-Stars, but... Uh, Bam and Jimmy, along with Crowder and Igudala, and then a, a splash of Derek Jones Jr., I feel are the guys who can stop those four guys. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, the only one of those four that I feel presents a problem for the group I just mentioned is Kemba because of his speed and like just literal tininess. Mm-hmm. Like he he physically is different. So like that's where you might. Uh, that's why I think Kendrick Nunn keeps getting play from Spo, even though he's not at his best right now. He's in there um, only to guard Kemba Walker. I think, yeah, I think he. Mm. Uh, it's a little bit of uh, relief for Dragic, where Kendrick Nunn uh, physically matches up better with Kemba. He's, he's like, younger he, too. Yeah, he might not be a good defender. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel mm. like Kendrick Nunn has a lot to work on with his defense, but he at least, you know, it's it's one it's. You know, we just don't have a lot of options, really, to be honest, mm-hmm. to throw mm-hmm. at a point guard like Kemba. But so I'm hoping, you know, if Iguodala can can contribute more with this back issue, um, that will be the thing that will offset, like, you know, uh, more Gordon Hayward. It's like, okay, we'll have more Iguodala. Mm-hmm. Like, um, whoever he decides, whoever Spo puts him on. Like, I feel like those four guys are interchangeable. Um, when it comes down to like now, we got to really get a stop for real, for real. Like fourth quarter, I'm putting Jimmy on Kemba and I'm putting Bam on Tatum, and then I'm having those other two guys out there freelance. Interesting, yeah. Uh, hmm. That's yeah. The, the adjustments are fun. I, I have I have to admit, I saw I finally saw Marcus Smart. I don't know if it was accidental or if it just kind of happened this way, but actually, Marcus Smart guarding Jimmy, and I thought that was um, I don't I don't know if it was done on purpose, but I kind of thought that was going to be the original. Um, obvious matchup. I mean, put yeah. your best defender on their best on the player. Best. Yeah. Yeah. Just limit what he can do on the court at, at all costs, really. And then that kind of, that kind of, it has a, a trickle down effect basically for the other heat players. Right. So if, if, uh, well, but a negative trickle down effect, right. If Jimmy is off, if Jimmy's not only not scoring, but also not facilitating, then the rest of the guys are out of sync as well. Right. Someone like Tyler Harrow, you know, he's 19. He kind of needs like a basketball daddy on the court. <laughs> and that's what Jimmy exactly. Butler is. Yeah. Um, so um, he's, he, by the way, he, I should, a side note, he is playing for someone who's 19 is playing great. Yeah. I mean, he had amazing. I, dude. He, he had an almost triple double in the first game. I, I never really watched him this season, but he had an almost triple double in the first game. He's, he's doing like grown up types things out there. So yeah. Yeah. He slowly went from, uh, Okay, well, first of all, uh, he's 20. He's turned 20 this year. Oh, sorry. Okay, um, yeah. I mean, big deal. I mean, he still can't. Still drink. young. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, uh, you know, he probably would be super heavy deep into preparing for his second season at this point. You know what I mean? So we're talking about a rookie. Same thing with, like, Grant Williams and shit. These guys are getting... Oh, yeah. Rookie, it's a weird, unimaginable weird rookie seasons. Yeah, mm-hmm, where, yeah. like, um, I think they're going to... I think what's going to happen, though, is these dudes are going to avoid, like, the quote-unquote uh, sophomore slump 
or whatever, you know, because they're they've had to play through it basically. Like they their first year ain't even over yet. And um mm. you know, Hero being 20 years old to basically uh like in that last game, it would be easier to talk about the minutes where he was not in the game. Like that's how few minutes there were where where yeah. he sat, you know, like and for Spo to have that level of trust in a 20-year-old that he's going to play like fucking 40 minutes mm-hmm. um, yeah. is unbelievable. I didn't I didn't even think that he would be at the level that he's at currently. His, his youth comes into play there too, obviously. Like you need, oh, yeah. a, you need a body on the floor, so you might as well go with the youngest guy in the team. So, um, but um, no, but he's still, I mean, for someone his age, for, for being 20 and in the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, any of these rookies this year, you're right. Dealing with uh, basically a pandemic uh, for the first time uh, for their first season. Uh, it's, it's pretty weird. And so anybody that's, that's playing uh, decent basketball out there uh, as a rookie is uh, you have to, you got to give these guys credit. Um, win or loss. That's probably my favorite <laughs> thing that's happening. And my favorite thing to watch is like a uh, 20 year old Tyler hero out there learning every day, you know, like uh, mm. watching him, watching him figure out how to score on like Marcus smart. Yeah. It's like is amazing, you know, because it's like, yeah. bro, two years ago, you were trying to figure out who to take to the prom. <laughs> and like now you're trying to figure out how to get by Marcus Smart or like um, when Hayward came in, they were matched up. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is perfect because yeah. uh, like Hayward could definitely shut him down. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, but Hayward's coming off an injury. You know, he might not be at the level that he normally is at. Still and sore. Then, uh, Tyler Hero is getting better every second. So you don't know like what his uh, ceiling is as far as him versus Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. So to me, that was really fun to watch because I felt like uh, is enough of a challenge for him, you know, to, that it's challenging, but he can succeed, you know. So like uh, anytime he scored on Hayward, I was just like, wow, like this is my son growing up. Big time. <laughs> it's big time. Yeah. No, it's 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 terrible. So um but uh, yeah, did you, I don't know, did you notice more, uh, I mean, I noticed there are a lot more um, leakouts here for the Celtics. Uh, I mean, one of them was, you know, the, the, the play where uh, Jalen Brown basically just kind of stole it from, from Jay Crowder. He, he was kind of hounding him up the whole way up the court. Um, and then he went to make a pass and just t- took the pass away from him. Yep. yep. Um, there was a, a particular play where Jason Tatum happened to run out after Gordon Hayward literally just got in the path of the ball, stole it, and then just, yeeted it right out to the other side of the court where uh so i think that was another game plan was get quick easy points uh for the celtics i don't know if maybe they is that's a way of uh negating the zone basically like if oh yeah that's a good point yeah Yeah, so get out on the break they don't have time to set the zone up no no time for zones at all yeah so I, i mean at some point i even saw they were um they had gotten a defensive stop i think uh and you could see stevens on the sideline like and I was doing it like at home watching the game, like go, 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 like go, like push the damn ball, get it yeah, up the course because you can. Up the D. Yeah, yeah I mean, get it, get it, uh, get it going. Um, get get a shot going in the basket immediately. If you get fouled, whatever. If you don't, um, you know, at least you you got a, sh- a shot attempt. You know, so that's that's most important because I think the the zone was uh, taking away like shot attempts just in general. So if you're, oh, yeah, yeah, if you're not getting something uh, going towards the basket, then you're not gonna have a chance to win. So. Another thing um, is they, speaking of shot attempts, the Celtics had some sloppy turnovers like in the last game. And uh, this, in game three, it seemed like they took care of the ball better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which that, 
that is like a no brainer adjustment, you know, that's, that's what you teach when a team is having effective zone defense, crisp passing, like make sure there's like, make sure the ball is, it has no chance of getting to into the other team's hands at all. Right. Um, you know, yeah, you're right. I saw a lot of like, you know, Tice will be at the top of the key. He kind of holds it, but he doesn't like pass it. He lets the guy come right up to him, grab the ball. And then he just kind of goes off. Um, so it, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just taking care of the ball. Yeah. Super important with a very effective zone defense. Yeah. Um, and, um, like you were saying, I just went to, I just looked at the numbers just to see if they like corroborate the story and they do like, uh, the Celtics had 72 field goal attempts Mm. in game two and, (laughs) uh, in game three, they had something like 89, I want to say. Like, yeah. that's, that's a lot more. Yeah. The more, I mean, the more attempts, the more chance you have of making them. So that's, that's, it's simple. Yeah. It's simple math. And yeah, uh, it's, it's 72 it was, in game two, 85 in game three. So, yeah. you know, taking care of the ball and running those fast breaks, uh, that, that made the Heat have a harder time getting that zone to work. For sure. Um, there was still, uh, but the, the, the key is, is weathering the comeback basically right because the comeback it's going to happen right if, if it's a it's it's a weird like the like the universe seemed to just be making it happen no matter what uh this like a flagrant foul at the end of the game like just i was just you know i mean fl- flagrant fouls happen guys get mad it's whatever but it's just like you know stevens had to have been hanging hanging his head like why would you do that now like you're up eight let's just close it out and then marcus smart decided to not dribble the ball out. He actually just, he saw like sort of an open layup and got bailed out because somebody fouled him. Uh, by the way, he had the last 10 points of the game, which I thought was pretty, uh, pretty clutch and not a lot of people were mentioning, but um, uh, yeah, it was all free throws, but he still had the last 10 points of the game and he's not the greatest free throw shooter, but he will, you know, I guess that's the situation where he would shine, I guess. So, um, but yeah, it, it, the, the key is just weathering, weathering the comeback. I feel like they, they've proven in the first three games, they can easily put a lead out. I mean, it's just, I mean, they can just start drowning the heat with, uh, with their talent level and their, and, and their abilities to, to shoot and everything. Um, but the comeback happens. And so they have to, they have to just play smart, crisp passing. And, uh, I mean, it's a doable, it's a, it's a winnable series still. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though Jalen Brown is my favorite, Celtic mm. player. Um, I think if there was one Celtic player who would be a great Heat player, it would be Marcus Jalen Brown. Smart. Oh, Marcus, Marcus Smart? Smart. Yeah. Even though I like Jalen Brown more, I feel like Marcus Smart is a very Heat type dude because he's just like a even he does shit that he shouldn't even be doing because I'm just pure heart, you know, like uh, just sure. working hard as fuck. Um, yeah. He he's definitely a force. Like even like that first game, he was hitting all those threes. He doesn't have to hit all those threes to be no. like a fucking pest in the game. Uh, no. But yeah, in in more important news, um, there's a trashy reality show called Married at First Sight, and um, the current season features this dude Henry Rodriguez. Okay. And this man, this man looks like Brad Stevens and he looks okay. so much like Brad Stevens that I can't stop thinking about it. Like when I see it, he looks, he looks like Brad Stevens. It's nuts. Like, uh, and the thing is, the thing is like, uh, you might see him and be like, okay, I can clearly see the difference between him and Brad Stevens, but just watch the show for like five minutes. And there's <laughs> when there's no, uh, there's no real Brad Stevens around. 
this man becomes Brad Stevens, like before your eyes. And he has a, he acts like Brad Stevens, I imagine would act. So, okay. Yeah. Kind just want to put that out there. Kind of a square. Yeah. And uh, Married at First Sight is a ridiculous fucking show, too. They, it's people <laughs> who agree to essentially uh, arrange marriages. Oh, and, wait a minute. I've seen this show. It's, uh, yeah, I was, oh my God. I was, I was briefly, briefly, uh, seeing this girl and so she like watches this show and it's okay is this the show that has like it's, it's sort of like a really overweight like white lady and then like this little uh guy from like uh, an african country i think one of the african countries hmm, hmm. maybe it was definitely oh, about oh, her. Was, oh you're talking about 90 day fiance oh right? never mind you're right i am talking oh, about 90 day fiance no, see yeah. that that show is uh <laughs> Mwah, like just higher <laughs> level of uh oh, is it? That's a, yeah that's another tier up uh <laughs> i would say married at first sight is more like entry level you know what i mean and like yeah. uh 90 day fiance is like refined excellence this is as, a new side as, to you i didn't know you knew about all these uh trashy tlc reality shows oh man yeah you gotta you gotta have a trashy reality outlet when real reality is so trashy that's you know actually I mean? a great point. Yeah, I uh, I have uh, I've been too much in my bag just watching like you know stuff that's good, but I I really should watch something that's bad just for yeah. shits and giggles. Yeah, just for oh, so many giggles, so many giggles. Like <laughs> I, I highly recommend both of these shows, but really Ninety Day Fiance, um, Ninety Day Fiance. That's the one you're thinking of. Uh, they're yeah. very similar, so it doesn't surprise me. Um, 90 day fiance is when they marry someone from another country yeah to to get uh, them a visa basically yeah and they have 90 days to just to get married basically and Uh they may in some cases it's the first personal like physical time they've ever had together sure so like uh that that shit's interesting and i mean even no matter what these shows are like the types of people that go on these shows are (laughs) it's out of control so that was worth it I was cringing so hard watching this. I'm like, I can't, I just can't get through this. This is like every like interaction and all the the way the camera plays. Like I can see what the producers are trying to do. And I'm just like, Oh, I get it. Like they're just, they're basically making fun of these people. And I was like, Oh man, I, leave, leave them alone. Like the, one of the guys, there was one guy from like some Eastern European country and he was with some, some woman in the Midwest and, yep. and he was, I know he was, exactly the season you're talking was, about. He was fucking like head over heels for this woman. And I was like, <laughs> bro, come on. You could probably do better in your own country than that woman. Come on, man. Yeah. They're weird, odd couples. Um, I find myself watching it the same way that I used to watch wrestling as a little boy. Right. Yeah. yeah it's kind of <laughs> like that. It's kind of like that where you already know it's, you are, you know what you're in for, uh, but you still watch it anyways. And like, it's, you can't look away. It they are fun to quote. I mean, Ric Flair. Yeah, it just exactly. I mean that scream. You might not like it, but you better L O V E love it. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. Current season, Married at First Sight. I believe it's the current season. Brad Stevens is on there. <laughs> give it a give it a look, everybody. Okay, uh, I, I'm assuming I'm, I'm assuming I'll know immediately which one is Brad Stevens. So. You will, you will, yeah. and like I said, uh, you might need to watch him a little bit because he'll he'll <laughs> he'll grow into it as you as you watch him. Uh, it's he does. Pretty that, he does every now and then uh, make some faces on the court, and somebody will just take a quick screenshot, and then he just gets overused and like. Celtics Twitter memes like all over the place. So I mean, he he will uh he can get he can get mad. I mean, he gets salty with the refs. So yeah, he's got some emotion in there. Yeah, he does. 
Yeah. The Celtics turnovers were actually pretty consistent uh, in both games. Um, you, you mean games one and two? Yeah, they had they had six or games games two and three. They had six mm. less though. They had six less turnovers in game three. Uh-huh. But I was those can make of, all the difference. Yeah, I was kind of surprised at that though. I thought I thought it was going to be a bigger disparity, but they still uh, with the fast break and shit. They still had like fucking more than fifteen additional shots that they took. You know, so uh, they played at a faster pace for sure, and they d- and they did take care of the ball better, albeit not as much as I thought, but still slightly better. It's all it's 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 the simple. There's there's like a, a set of like unwritten rules in basketball on how to win a game, right? And every coach kind of knows them, right? Even the worst coach in the league kind of kind of understands. Like you you don't turn the ball over. Um, you know, uh, Chris passing. Making shots, but if you're not making shots, you know, uh, at least get to the basket. Uh, if you're um, if you're having trouble scoring, you know, try to get free throws to to. Uh, I mean, I heard that plenty of times during this last game um, to stop the bleeding, right? Like if, if the other team is making a comeback and you're having a hard time stopping it, get to the free throw line. There's just there's just a lot of like unwritten rules that like you know you get kind of in those first two games, you, you let your emotions get away because you're like, damn, man, how, how did they beat us two games in a row? We're, we're the, we're the higher ranked team and everything. And of course you saw that bubble up with Marcus smart in the locker room afterwards of game two. Yeah. Um, but it, it basically, I mean, Stevens didn't reinvent the wheel. Like he just, you know, Oh, they're, they're playing a, uh, they're playing a really effective zone against us. We're not have we're having trouble with their zone. So we put a guy at the top of the key and, and, and then we, uh, make crisp passing. We try to get shots at the basket. We, uh, you know, do what we can. We'd be aggressive, you know, try to draw fouls and that's it. That's how we'll weather the storm. So it's, it's, it's simple, simple stuff, really. Yeah. Essentially magic Johnson's Twitter account. Straight <laughs> oh up and down. my God. His Twitter account is gold. The Celtics play much better in game three because that's how they got the victory. <laughs> the team that scores more points is going to win. <laughs> Oh, he kills me. And he does he has not stopped doing this too. Like he doesn't ha- he has no there's no like emotional analysis. It's all just it's just it's just like straight facts. Like I watched the game, Magic. I didn't need to turn to your Twitter to get to get like that update. I could just yeah. check the score. One thing I noticed about the game that uh I just now I'm thinking about that I hope changes for the heat's sake is um the way the Celtics play defense, they kind of created a scenario for the heat where like Bam needed to make the best use of his matchup, you know, mm-hmm. like um, there's pretty much, there's not really a lot of answers on the Celtics side for ba- an aggressive Bam. Like if he starts getting aggressive in the paint, right. you know, because he's like uh, in a rare situation for him, he's slightly bigger than Tice. Bam's usually yes. like the smaller guy. But he actually has a guy he's bigger than. So, um, but what what the situation has created, though, was not necessarily good for the Heat because uh, Bam had 27 points. He was fucking 10 yes. for 14. It was amazing. Yeah. He had yeah. 16 rebounds, two blocks, three steals. But he had one assist. And that's very un-Bam-like. He's not facilitating like he normally yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not only, I mean, I love to see him be aggressive and score all those points and shit, but the, the whole team operates on like, uh, he's almost like another point guard on the team. Mm -hmm. There's, 
it's mm-hmm. weird for him not to be like either leading or second, like in assists in a game. Yeah. So for him to have one assist and three turnovers, that's not Bam's style of play. So he needs to get back to like what he does best. It's 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 a weird. Uh, the exact opposite was true when Horford was the center. Like he came here from Atlanta, and we paid a lot of money for him, right? And everybody, you know, a lot of the average, uh, you know, low energy Celtics fans were just like, "Oh, average Al. Uh, he's uh, he's not he's not scoring." Look, look at that amazing stat line. I'm like, you y'all don't understand what he what he brings. I mean, his mm-hmm. his defense, uh, his 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 IQ is uh, is what we're paying for there. Like that's what Danny Ainge understands we don't need him to score like he's not there for scoring we had Kyrie at the time uh Jalen and Jason are developing uh he's not there for scoring he's there for for interior defense I mean he stopped Embiid so many times it's not even funny so yeah no you're right um it's uh it's you know it's great to see him score but I think yeah, but you're right. That's not his strong point. Um, he can yeah. do that at any time though on the Celtics. I mean he's taller than Tice and Tice is their best defense. He went 10 for 14, and he, so it's kind of hard to tell him. I don't know if he needs to stop doing that, but, mm-hmm. you know, to put it in perspective, um, you know, Jay Crowder went 2 for 10 for 3, and, like, Tyler Hero took 18 shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that those guys were being aggressive, but mm-hmm. I would crank down their those possessions a little bit. I would take a little bit from them and give Bam... E- he might need, like, a, even more of a load, which is asking a lot out of him. But, you know, if he's 10 for 14, scoring 27 points, great. But but I think we still need to give him a chance to facilitate the offense on more possessions, basically. And this um, is the true advantage of building a big lead on the Heat because they have to do all this stuff that's out of their wheelhouse to just make a comeback, right? Yeah. Bam having to score a lot of points. Uh, like you said, there's other guys having to be more aggressive uh, with their scoring. Um you know, I mentioned earlier, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy was, was seemed a little out of sorts. He probably had an effective game anyways. Plus minus is probably good. Um, which I'm sure you probably, you might have in front of you already, but, uh, yeah. But, uh, when you build that big lead, which is why I was sort of like, I, I thought Brad may say something like, uh, you know, maybe don't focus on building a big lead, just focus on playing crisp, clean basketball every single time you have it. Don't worry about, you know, if you miss a shot, whatever, get back on defense, but don't worry about building a major lead. But he still was like, okay, look, look, we're, we're good at that. He leaned into it. Like in games one and two, we built a big lead and then lost it. Um, but in game three, we built a big lead and just kind of kept it and kind of hung in there in the fourth quarter, basically. So, and I think, yeah, that's the advantage to that is the keeping the heat out of sorts essentially. So this, this is all, I mean, there is a, you know, after game two, I, you know, I was sort of like, okay, the, the strategy for the Celtics should be clear um, and strategy for the heat should be clear as well. But after this game, I don't know how any team, what they're going to do. It's, it's a mess. It's all up in the air. I don't know what any team is going to decide to do for game four. Yeah. We're starting to get into like big brain territory. It really like, is. Uh, yeah. Stevens and Spolstra are just like, nah. <laughs> like they're just like trying to think of the next little thing. Cause it's the same shit every night, you know, it's yeah, like, a, yeah, what someone has to get to the next little detail that like mm-hmm. will crack something up mm-hmm. and things will pop up during the game too, like new revelations, uh, you know, so it's just, uh, it's yeah. Being a coach is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, they gotta be all stressed out and shit. Yeah. These are, yeah. I mean, you're right. These are advanced chess moves at this point. <laughs> So Anthony Davis, man, did you God see? God damn. Did and he yelled Kobe, Kobe afterwards. 
Yeah, full disclosure, I literally turned the game on. He caught the ball, hit the three. I turned <laughs> it back off. Oh, seriously? I didn't watch any of the other shit, and it sounds like it was amazing. Um, I feel like Jokic uh, was like cl- clutch as fuck and damn near won the game for them. He did. If it wasn't for that shot. Yeah. Um, I was thinking to myself, like, the Lakers are now up 2 nothing. Um, They got to be... So if they... <laughs> If the if the Nuggets win the next game, they should also let the Nuggets win the game after that. <laughs> you don't want the Nuggets to be down three one. You want to keep any number like keep the three one deficit not a thing at all, right? Just don't let that happen. Um, let me ask you this: um, hmm. Do you think the Celtics can beat the Lakers in the finals? Um. Uh, watching the Lakers now, uh, I'm getting more and more scared of them um, as a team. Yeah. yeah um, I'm starting to think it's going to be difficult no matter which one of our teams is the one. Yeah, because the Lakers, I think, are going to clearly beat the Nuggets, to be very honest. That's, uh, you know, there's a little... After that shot, there's no turning back. That's like momentum shit, you know? It is momentum shit. I mean, but then again, but but there's, you know, momentum has a way of changing from the Nuggets. So, you know, who knows what can happen. But... Um, they ultimately, uh, like, I, like I mentioned in the last podcast, the Lakers have LeBron. He knows these pressure situations. He knows how to perform. Um, it would, it would take some sort of haywire mistake for the nuggets to really pull this series out. They're not going to get swept. I don't think, but I think it'll take some sort of a, a little bit of a miracle for them to win the series. Um, that being said though, I don't think the Celtics are intimidated or scared by the Lakers. They did beat them in the regular season and pretty handily, actually. Um, however, this is playoff LeBron <laughs> and more importantly, playoff Rondo. And uh, so <laughs> it's, uh, it's, um, so it, he's looking, they're looking scary now. They're looking pretty scary. Um, if, if Bam out of bio is giving them fits, AD is going to absolutely dominate in the middle against the Celtics. Yeah, it's true. So, um, which I mean, maybe I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to talk strategy about how to beat the Lakers, but because it's you know we're still it's only two one, <laughs> but yeah. uh, but still they're looking scary. And I know the Celtics. Uh, you know, it's funny though. Every time I get scared of a team, like Brad Stevens has a way of like uh, bringing the, that team back down to earth. Like somehow the Celtics just play them just right, so they don't look as intimidating you know they miss a few shots and you're like oh okay they're human right like they don't they're not uh they're not a a, a, a wind machine you know what i mean they just they, they they're they're human they make mistakes they can lose so um i don't know about four games out of seven but yeah we'll see hmm. um, what, what do right. you think i mean like i mean imagine the heat going up against the lakers i think they would get i mean no offense i think they get i think they get run off the court pretty quickly yeah, I think uh I think it would be I don't think they would get run off the court, but I do think that uh I I I'm kind of looking forward to it as far as like all of the the narratives at play. Bam versus AD. Like, uh, LeBron versus Pat Riley kind oh, of kind of yeah. thing. Um but uh no, the Lakers the Lakers are looking pretty scary, but um I will say I'm going to close it out here on two on two points. I gotcha. think um, I think the Nuggets, the Heat, and the Celtics are all better complete teams than the Lakers are. I think that's like fair to say. Okay. I think like up and down, like man for man, that all three of those teams 
are more complete than the Lakers, but just fucking just Anthony Davis LeBron. and LeBron yeah. are really good, like as just the two of them. Yeah. So like uh that's what it is. Like, um, that's the type of shit that wins you a game like last night. You yes. know, like um, yeah. the Nuggets did everything to to really win that game, but Anthony Davis was like, nah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah exactly that's yeah not how it's gonna go down he's and the greatest power forward in the league right now basically yeah not so. everybody can do that so no. that's like i feel like that poses a threat to any team mm-hmm. so um it's it's looking pretty scary but and then my second point is uh to to steal a quote from the heat beat podcast uh that this is what he in five looks like <laughs> so, uh, um, so, oh, okay so stay, you guys are very confident stay, about game four huh <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and that's it john what what you got what to say you no i uh i mean you you made two good points to end the podcast there um however um celtics and six is still a uh is, is an actual possibility they could literally win four games in a row and in a way that's that's kind of a sweep if you if you think about it right even though they lost the first two winning four in a row is is basically sweeping the heat so true true yeah true. it's sweepy it's sweepy sweepy we'll see yeah we're going for the gentleman sweep and uh oh, okay i'll see you after game four could you imagine if Haslam gets a fourth ring before LeBron? <laughs> LeBron's going to be pissed. Oh, my God. He was pissed already about that MVP thing, by the way. I thought that was a little uh, interesting, by the way. Yeah. But Haslam will be, like, so humble about it. It's all good. Don't worry, LeBron. I saw old man Haslam on the sidelines, by the way, with that little gray in his beard, like, talking to the guys. That's that's an yeah. interesting dynamic you guys got there. It's, I have to it's say. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh. And don't forget that man's got six good fouls in him. If if he needs to, if he needs to come out, he's still active. He's, uh, man, if he averaged six fouls a game, he's doing everything he can at age forty. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if it's an elimination game, he's coming out there and he's hitting somebody. <laughs> oh, I would I would kill to see that. Um, but all right, John, I'll all catch right. you after game four and, Wednesday. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, Pat Riley always would say that a series doesn't start until someone wins on the road. Well, and, uh, since we're, <laughs> yeah, since yeah. we're in this weird bubble world, um, and since every road, like whoever the quote unquote road team is has won every night. Uh, um, right. I'm going to say this, this doesn't really get popping until, a, a, a you know, fake home team wins at fake home. Right. So if the heat went tomorrow, then it's an interesting series, right? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Or that's when, you know, that's when shit really starts cooking. <laughs> that's fair. Um, game four is typically the pivotal uh, turning point in any series, no matter what the, um, it, it, it's, if, if both teams have won a game so far, then game four is typically like a pivotal turning point. Like that, that's when it, a lot of guys will say like, whoever wins game four wins the series. That's what most coaches say. So, which yeah. is kind of is kind of interesting. I never heard that before, but um, yeah. So important game for obviously uh, Celtics not wanting to be down three uh, one. Celtics win and tie up the series. All the pressure is kind of on the Heat at that point. So, yeah, yeah, it's like starting all over again. It's trash, basically. So, yeah, uh, don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to close my eyes. Uh, I don't <laughs> don't want to fall, fall asleep. asleep. Right. 
and uh, I'll miss you, all of you, until the next episode. I don't want to miss a thing. All right, catch you later. Yep. Pass it to the other man, lobbed in jam.